at PRI. The show is done. Um, Avery Schmucker and I are in the SCCA booth. Hey, Adam. What's up, buddy? Not a lot. Busy day? Yeah, I'm going to stuff a microphone in Hayward's face so we don't have to talk anymore. My voice is going away. (laughs) He's probably right. He probably hasn't had anything to do all day where it doesn't involve talking at all. Uh, Real easy day for Hayward. Uh, So we'll make him keep working (laughs) before we get dinner. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Uh, Hey, Hayward, what's happening? Good afternoon, Adam. Great to see you. Are we we recording? Is this real? This is real. Oh, I should put my computer down. That's fine. We have... um, We've had a busy day talking about time trial, time attack things, um, and uh, this is coming out after you guys make an announcement about your season-long of time trial stuff. Uh, what uh, what does your year next year look like? So, as you know, we did time trials nationals for the first time uh, back in September at NCM Motorsports Park. And that was really kind of the end of a 2018 effort that was testing the concept, building some momentum for it. Um, and even before we got to NCM, we saw the momentum that was being built. And because SCCA is a club and we have regions, and our ultimate goal is to position the club overall to be successful, um, it was super important that we had a 2019 plan that takes the concept to a broader audience than just the folks that happen to live around Kentucky. So uh, out of that was born a concept for a time trials national tour. Um, the national tour nomenclature is kind of how SCCA talks about national level stuff that goes around the country. Um, so it was pretty, pretty clearly beaten path for us to go down. Um, and uh, working with regions, working with tracks, we've got eight dates scheduled for next year, um, which I'm happy to share with you. Um, but it's really about uh, getting out on the road, getting these events to a larger audience and bringing the SCCA regions to these events as co-host so that they can get the training to be able to execute the events on their own so that we can start building a program that has regional events and national events um, and really kind of create a space where people can run a time trial event four or five, six times a year because of the number of regions that are hosting them. So at NCM, I know that you guys had talked about running like a kind of a multi-event format or multi-different competition types. Uh, how did that end up actually working out? It's actually been really um, important for the program. So the two styles that we do is the traditional time attack. For us, that means that we are gridding cars in time order. You have 20 minutes to put a lap in. We try to get the best quality track time we possibly can, but you know that's the traditional um, and then we have a second uh, competition style that we call track sprint, where you have a standing start uh, on the track and then a finish line somewhere else on the track. So it kind of plays like um, a miniature hill climb sure. or a flat hill climb. Um, and we were more skeptical about the track sprint piece. We, we weren't sure if people would really think that was fun. Um, and the survey results from NCM were overwhelmingly positive. Um, and it really helps with the overall event flow. The thing that, the thing that we did there that was super fascinating was the first track sprint we did was the last six turns of the track. And so everybody who had been, this is their first time at NCM, you kind of naturally learn a track one turn at a time. But the first track sprint happened on a part of the track that everyone was just kind of surviving to get back to the front half that they were learning. You got and, to know it a little and better. It, it than, absolutely yeah. did. Like yeah. it broke it into a, a digestible piece. And people are like, my entire lap time is going to go down dramatically because I had a chance to focus on these turns. So uh, we, we, uh, we've done some of the standing start stuff at some of our smaller events, and it's super fun. Um, was it used at, because you did a couple of other primer events. Was that also done at those events? And will that be a part of the the uh, format next year's too? Yeah, we did it at every primer except for pit race. Pit race was just a smaller event. Um, and really, you know, going back to that kind of core 
principle of building a program that regions can repeat and learn from and do. If you're an SCCA region and you don't have the bandwidth for club racing, for road racing, but you're just an autocross region, this gives a region an instant product that they can go to a track with and set up and do and understand. Um, so that's a big piece of it. Conversely, like if you're a region that does road racing and you've got a two-hour quiet hour um, that you can can use, uh, you can do a quick setup. You don't have to do a lot of complications with classing. It's one at a time. Um, and from an entry-level program standpoint, there's no passing to manage. There's no traffic to manage. It can just be kind of a pure driver experience. So I geek out about this kind of stuff. But uh, did you find when you ran that um, two different styles uh, in the same weekend, did you find that the drivers that were competitive in one segment were equivalently competitive in the other? Or were there people that stood out as, as stronger in one? So – Track sprint for us will always be about technical corners. We're not going to do a track sprint all the way down the front straight. Um, so there's a definitely a car uh, differential, and you know, a car that might not shine on a full lap um, may shine on track sprint. But yet, the question that you're not ans- asking directly is: Yes, the autocrossers were better at track sprint, <laughs> and the people with track experience were were quicker on it, getting up to speed on the track. But yeah, there's something about that. Do it right now, like you. Starter says go, you go. Right. And there is no, like, I'm going to come around and try this again next lap if it doesn't go well. You have to execute it right now. And that's a very specific skill that autocross teaches. And so a lot of autocrossers really did shine on that element. Absolutely. Um, with uh, with regards to next year's season, um, you've got eight scheduled right now? So we have nine total uh, dates. Okay. Um, and I'll just run them through yeah. real quick. We start on April 13th at Thunder Hill. We're on the two-mile course there. Um, we go to pit race on April 27th, um, and that'll be the full course at pit race. Uh, May 25th, we're going, it was Memorial Day weekend. We're going back to Carolina Motorsports Park, which was our most successful primer last year. Yeah. Um, then, eat them like Hayward, eat them like. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, from Carolina Motorsports Park, because we like, you know, long toes, we go to Portland International for June 8th. Yeah, I like uh, long toes too. Flip yep. flops, toes. And, Jeez. um, then, uh, Portland on June 8th, High Plains in Colorado on June 15th, and then Heartland Park on June 22nd. So we've kind of got a, a sweep across those three weekends. Um, Fourth of July weekend, it's going to be a super cool event at Thompson Speedway. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a track night on Thursday night, which is okay. the Fourth of July, and then time trial on Friday and Saturday. Um, so that gives folks an opportunity to travel over the holiday. I think we'll see a, a good draw for that one. Um, and then we finish up at Gingerman. I don't know if you're familiar with that track. Um, I hear it is uh, in Michigan. Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, Gingerman's super cool because we can run a track sprint there backwards. Yeah. So yeah. We, we can run counter counter course there. Were you at uh, that event last year? No, I wasn't. Dude, I was Gingerman looks... backwards is so fun. Yeah. We, we'd, we've done a, an HPDE stuff uh, in years past and – the the turns kind of creep up on you. They're decreasing radius yep, and yep. blind. You're dropping down turn ten. And it looks totally different. Yeah. It's super fun backwards. So, um, and then uh, September 27th is the time trial national okay. date at NCM. And of course, I mentioned one date on all of those. Those are all two day weekends. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we really want to make sure that these events have a, a cultural element to them, where people are coming in early, staying late, camping on the track, um, and uh, yeah. You know any programs that work like that? <laughs> so, so one of the things that we talk about a lot um, with NCM, and I think people are, who pay attention to the news know that that track does present some challenges with sound. Uh, how did you guys manage that effectively for your event? You know, I was really surprised at how f- few issues we had. Um, we had a number of cars there that had the side exhaust at the front that we thought were going to be a big issue, and it just never awesome. really materialized yeah. to be an issue. Awesome. Um, I think the weather helped us out. 
cool. a fair bit. So um, that was uh, that was big. Um, but we also, uh, in general, you know, we're really targeting street-driven cars, and most of the cars, our rule set does require a muffler. Um, we did have a couple of people that we uh, had an allowance for. Um, but in general, it just wasn't wasn't much of an issue. I've got a resonator. Does that count? Eh. Resonators are kind of mufflers. Uh, your car is pretty loud, but it's actually not that loud on track. Yeah, because it dumps underneath. You know, but uh, the uh, so the vibe in the paddock was what you were you, what you were going for. At uh, yeah, we were super happy. That's um, good. Yeah, we good. we do the the debrief model after every session. So right. after each session, we had an impound, and we brought okay. everybody an impound, and we you know just kind of hey, how was your session? What was good? What was bad? Yeah. And it really allows us to kind of course correct behavior immediately. Yeah. You know, someone might have had an issue on track that we didn't see. Right. Um, and we can have that conversation one on one. It also diffuses a lot of, hey, you know, so and so wasn't given a point by, and so and so is in the conversation. So they're hearing it, they understand it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're super happy with that. Um, the parties were really strong. Good. Uh, we had a karting competition. Um, yeah. We did. Uh, we got one of our photographers to set up on track, and we let everybody go out and do a sunset shot on track okay. and on su- Saturday evening. So it was. It was yeah, good. We were uh, we were pretty bummed that we couldn't go and also you know do our regular jobs and stay married and stuff. Right. And it was a busy end of the year, uh, which for you guys and for us. But we had a partner um, uh, suggest that we do a story about people who got together because of racing. Right. And I was like, you know, um, we've got a lot more stories about marriages ending because of racing. That's going <laughs> to yeah, be a, bit. a lot more yeah. fertile Try, field for trying us. Trying to prevent those stories yeah. at the end of the year yeah. sometimes is hard. But, uh, um, yeah, it looks like it'll be a pretty good year. Yeah, uh, we're, we're excited. We're actually we're also launching a new site um, for SCCA time trials. Okay. You still can get to it through the SCCA.com, but right. timetrials.scca.com was a dedic- going to be a dedicated site. By the time okay. this is out, it'll be out. But that allows us to really separate from uh, all the other business the club needs to the do programs, online. Yeah. So we'll have a fully digital rule book. Cool. Uh, the dates will be there, uh, how to get involved, all those types of things. There even might be some mention of alliances and relationships with other organizations. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we got to think, think about that maybe. Uh, any major rules changes? Any? How did, that, how did everything work out with the first year of the, uh, the rules? So the first year of rules, we were really just kind of focused on getting sport and tuner as right as we could. And then let Max and Unlimited just be what they were because those were huge mountains to climb and trying to write those rules. And we, so, we know all about that. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> so we've done a lot of development with the Max rule set. Um, I think we're in a lot smarter place with Aero. We both based the original Aero rules off of SCCA's uh, street modified autocross rules. And you just don't need that much Aero on track. And, and the way that it has to be mounted in those rules didn't really work either. So we've walked some of that back. Um, we've also... Um, we, we've been pretty public with the fact that our classing is based on track night participation. So we find the 10 to 12 cars in track night that are the most frequent, class those first, and then class everything kind of based around that. And um, interestingly, the track night data changed pretty significantly through uh, 2018. We went from a program that was um, the, the, the modern muscle cars are becoming hugely popular in the program and so absolutely we, yeah so we've we're, kind of created a new classing a, a safe place for them we're giving them a safe space uh in uh in sport level um and then the other big change it's not really a change but the other big philosophical whatever is that um there's a couple of things that we were going to have a hard time policing that we knew we we're going to have a hard time boosting policing boost levels and fuel and things like that and so instead of trying to limit those things we spent a lot of time going through um 
websites of companies that make tunes, things like that, figuring out what the manufacturer claim horsepower gains are, and then reclassing specific cars based on sure. where they would end up. So that was a, a pretty involved experiment, and um, you know, I, I'm really happy with it. And the, the thing that we're really excited about is we plan for these rules to be finalized in January, and our expectation is that we will put these out with a 24-month lock on them. So for 24 months, absolute rule stability. We may do some clarifications, like if somebody's like, well, what's a canard? And we have to go back and figure out what exactly is or isn't. Um, and we'll class cars that haven't been classed. But overall, uh, we want 24 months. So I think uh, just for context, um, I, I went through the rulebook because uh, I had a lot of interest in going to the time trials event. And uh, my car is kind of like an extreme street car. It's done one lap. It did grid life uh, track battle in the street mod class. And I think I sat kind of in the M2 category, mm -hmm. which is probably on like the extreme end of street cars. And then yeah. on top of that, you have a whole nother class, yep. which is basically all the chaos that happens in Unlimited. So the way we think of it is sport is the class that you place an order at Tire Rack. You go to Home Depot and buy a basic toolkit. You grab a jack, a jack stand, and a buddy, and you can have a fully prepped car at the end of that day. You, know, it's, you don't need a dyno. You don't need uh, count scales. You can, you can be good to go. Um, tuner is keeping the philosophical car intact. Uh, OE motor, those basic things. But you can pretty much tune the car to its limits. So mm -hmm. you can highly adjustable. Um, this is for the people who really want to kind of nerd out on optimizing a car as much as they can. Max is the maximum you can do to a streetcar. Yeah. That, that's, that's as far as you can take it. If you go beyond max, you can't drive it on the street anymore. And then unlimited is, unlimited. as the rule implies. Yeah. <laughs> did you see a lot of crossover from autocross or wheel-to-wheel -wheel classes? You know, it's really fascinating. We did a lot of surveying to learn who's attracted to this program. And what we've said from the beginning is we don't want to pull people from other programs. We don't want to pull people from other disciplines. We want to find the people that are looking for a home and have not found one. And the data has really suggested that we've been successful in that. We've Good. got um, about a third of our participation. Primary SCCA interest area was autocross. Okay. Um, about 40% of our participation are people who self-select as, I've done a few track days. I've done yeah. a couple autocrosses. Not really super affiliated with something. Right, yeah. right. So it's we're really getting exactly what Good. we're looking for in that regard. So finding a home for people that didn't feel like they had a home yet. The motorsports homeless. That's what, that's, what yeah, we're, that's, a plus. that's what we're going for. <laughs> well, if, you, if you do enough events, they will be homeless. Yeah. Um, now, I, uh, a bunch of our listeners and some friends of ours uh, were down there, and uh, it seemed like a really fun event. So we, I'm, I'm glad it. Uh, I'm glad it was what you hoped it would be. It's been so. super exciting to be here today because of the number of people that we're talking to that sought out someone that was there to right. get their opinion that have an informed opinion about the event because they did that. Like people are actively going and, right. and doing that. And then, um, I've, I've been really pleased with the frequency that like in my Instagram feed, I follow SCCA as a hashtag and the frequency that I'm seeing people buying and building cars specifically for the program. Right. That's good. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We, uh, I, I think the, the time trial, the time trial like area of motorsports really, you know, there's a lot of people who want to compete on track, who, you know, maybe autocross is cool and it's not their thing all the time, but wheel to wheel is, that's the, the ship has, you know, that's, that's the next dock over and they don't want to go there yet. Uh, it's a good, it's a good medium place, uh, and it can be super competitive. Well, um, I, th I think you can do it in the car you already have. Right. I mean, that's huge in and of itself. Ultimately, 
your experience is going to be dictated by you. You're not going to get blocked. You're not going to get punted. Like it just hopefully come, that never hopefully, happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, in, in the philosophy of the event, that's not part of the game. Um, I think those two things alone, but I think the third and probably the most important is just that, you know, culturally you go to any road race and yeah. with an SCCA, yeah. um, and it's Toter homes and 18 wheelers and yeah. GT cup cars. And, and even it has if, turned into a pretty serious habit, right? Like, I mean, that's pretty serious programs for the most part. Absolutely. And it's just, which is it, good. It yeah. just seems so hard to even think about being at right. that level. And, and this, I think builds a really important step. And I think, you know, the other piece is that road racing, racing period, has really gotten, in my in my opinion, overly committed to balanced performance and right. spec, and right. and this is a space where creativity. It's rules a little the bit day. more of a builder's area, which absolutely. Is, you know, my my heart will always be with you know with wheel to wheel stuff, but like I really do love the creativity and the ingenuity and the thought of you know build the better mousetrap, and you know that's that's why a lot of us got into cars. Like right. you know, you think oh I can go beat my friend down the highway if I do this, if I do that, and this is just the next. 10 evolutions down from that yeah. but um so yeah glad it, glad it was good other than that championship season went well went pretty well championship season was great good. uh if you've never been to sonoma uh go to sonoma that is an amazing amazing track uh, i got to do a few laps because the commentary team got to check it out and that was cool um we did uh uh, 1,375 drivers at Solo Nationals, which is the wow. the, the biggest <laughs> one we've ever had. Um, we had biblical rain on Tuesday and 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 nutsy. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had strong events on both, and um, uh, I'm sure just you guys have your calendars already marked that runoffs is coming to VIR next year, which um, it's a. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a car that works and I'll have time to qualify, but. Um... You can't sneak anybody in without like all the qualifications, can you? Um, <laughs> ask, Probably ask, not. Ask Tomo how successful I've been at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tom hasn't run no, one yet. No, he hasn't. Yeah, the only the only the hard part for me is I like it's that that's such a desire for me to run that event. That's just really hard. The calendar that the calendar is yeah. the hard part, but yep. it's uh, that's going to be a great runoffs. I think. You know, I don't know how much your listeners know about SCCA history and who we are in, in motorsport space. Uh, historically, but this is our 75th anniversary. And for 24 of those years, the runoffs were at Red Atlanta. And the runoff, the Red Atlanta runoffs is the sacred, the most sacred time in SEC history, in my opinion. That's when Newman Sharp Racing was in it. That's when you had Tullius running. You had all of these like giants of the sport and, and people, you know, this was, that was the it, it. Right, right. We have not been at a natural terrain road course in the Southeast since 1993. Long time, yeah. And we have a ton of people that are building cars, coming back, spectating. Right. Like this is, this is a family reunion event to begin with. Yeah. But to do it on a natural terrain road course in the Southeast for the first time in over 25 years, yeah. it's going to be a huge, and it's still, it's a, a track event. that people can travel from California. Oh, absolutely. And it's like the destination. Yeah. Sort of like Sonoma was, yeah. uh, on the West Coast. Like that's a, tra- that's a track that a lot of people will go to. Yep. You saw a ton of East Coast participation. Oh yeah, uh, from the, the heavy hitters. Like yep. that's a long way to go, but that's track. It's track. I think you're going to see the same thing, yep. if not more, because that that core, like you said, that core audience um, that was built for 20 if, years. If you want to make a lot of money, stand position yourself right outside the gate with sheets of plywood and astroturf. Yeah, because we're going to be paddocking a lot of people in grass. Yeah, <laughs> and 
It's <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring a truck down. Yeah, you should do it. The uh, yeah, I'm hoping to be at the event uh, at least to do this Mikey Mike stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, good job on the broadcast at Sonoma too. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I even got I even got mentioned because I was texting you details about STL <laughs> <laughs> during the so, practice day. But so. yeah, it was uh, looked like a good season, and uh, I think we just did a quick Tuesday podcast. Boom. So uh, now we're gonna go get some dinner. Twenty Love minutes it. in. Abe, you want to say anything? Bye, guys. All right. Uh, SCCA.com. And what's the new time trial website? Timetrials.scca.com. Cool. And or, then there's that tracknightinamerica.com site. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll see more of each other this year, hopefully. We're, I, heard, we're, I heard a rumor. We're going to do some things. It's I mean, the rumor's already out now. That's true. Uh, That's true. <laughs> just in case it uh, something gets – in case a monkey wrench gets thrown in, you have to Google right. it. Right. <laughs> so, cool. Well, have a good night.